In today's episode, we are joined with Father Bolin, and we talk about the role of St. Joseph in our church, in our lives, especially as husband, father, worker, and saint. We also fielded some questions from our audience, so we hope that you enjoy. Welcome to Life Beyond the Chariot, a faith and family series from the St. Philip Institute. We believe we are called to not only know, but also to live the truth of the gospel within our homes, in our workplaces, and beyond. We believe we are invited to encounter Christ in the messiness of day-to-day life and to live as his disciples. Welcome back to our Life Beyond the Chariot. We are so excited about our guest today. Father Bolin, um, can you tell us a little bit about where you are located? Uh, something about yourself. I am currently the parish priest in Gun Barrel City. <laughs> That's like the, the greatest Texas it, name, it is. by the way. I am so pleased to be there uh, <laughs> at the parish of St. Jude's. Wonderful. And we are so excited to have you here with us today. It's good to be here. Um, Thank you. This episode will be released um, before... Um, the Feast of St. Joseph, which is March 19th, and that is our topic for today. But before we dive into um, St. Joseph and everything that's going to be shared at this table, Father, would you please lead us in prayer? Be glad to. And let's go ahead and begin by invoking Our Lady, who uh, is so closely related to St. Joseph, so intimately related to him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Joseph, pray pray for us. us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. All right. All right, ladies, go for it. (laughs) Okay. So this is just something, I feel like there has been a, um, I don't even know if I call it a resurgence, but just like St. Joseph has been big within the past like two years. I mean, there Hmm. As far as its books and devotions, like I've just seen a push for it, and maybe it's because I wasn't looking before, but it has just seemed like there has been a lot. Um, I know with the consecration to St. Joseph, which was a huge hit, was that last year? Mm-hmm. Um, and then this year, Pope Francis and Bishop Strickland has declared this the year of St. Joseph. And so why do you think that this declaration, or maybe this... Um, renewed spotlight on St. Joseph uh, is significant for our time right now. Wow. I am really glad you asked that because I think I might actually have an answer to that one. Um, It's actually very interesting in the history of devotion that, you know, you don't see as explicit or uh, uh, commonplace a devotion to Our Lady in the early church, which uh, has been revealed because uh, God did not want a confusion in the church, um, uh, considering Mary is to be a, a goddess or anything, right? So we want to make establish Christianity first, and then we can, you know, uh, further the devotion, the due devotion to Our Lady. Um, but there's also been a development in the devotion to Saint Joseph. It's actually uh, the emphasis on devotion to Saint Joseph is a little bit more of a more modern thing, or at least a more commonly th- a common thing in modern times, in the last hundred years or so. So your, your observation is actually dead on. It's actually not been that common. In fact, for example, the, uh, the, uh, the invocation of St. Joseph in the Roman canon 
uh, I believe is is uh, something from the end of the the 19th century that was added, right? Oh, so it's wow. not a it's not ancient as okay. the canon is ancient, right? And mm-hmm. um, and so uh, you had, for example, with uh, Pope Leo the Thirteenth, I believe, was one of the popes that really uh, not only was he a great pope of the Rosary but also really uh, pushed for devotion to St. Joseph as well in the universal church. And I don't, although my first degree was uh, a history degree, um, I'm actually really bad at dates and stuff. So I can't give you, (laughs) I can't give you more than that, but I I can tell, I can definitely tell you that it is a, something that that God has been bringing out in recent years. Um, And I think your real question was why. So to touch on that, I think there certainly addresses the, the, the great need of our time as uh, you know, as we've had the sexual revolution and all that, our world uh, has completely gone bonkers in this critical area. And I think that um, God is is in His providence, um, prov- giving us the what we need to counter the battle of our day. Because even though I mean, the family's always been under attack. I mean, the very first, I mean, the original sin is deeply rooted in the familial relationship, I mm-hmm. believe. Uh, and that, that wound has continued. But I think that St. Joseph um, is, is, is a great patron uh, because of his patronage for fathers and, and, mm-hmm. and men, et cetera. But also the universal <clears throat> church. I mean, we are living in, I mean, the church has always been a mess. And anyone who thinks there's good old days um, doesn't know their church history, you know. And uh, I, I'd like to, I like to hold on to the idea of good old days, but I know it's not true. I have to remind myself constantly that's not the case. But I think that because Joseph is the universe is the patron of the universal church, again a modern invocation, relatively modern invocation. Um, it's because the church is really in need. Mm-hmm. I mean, anyone who says that the church is not in a mess right now uh, is completely oblivious to right. what's going on. Agreed. So this is a critical time then for us to be talking about the importance of St. Joseph, like who he was. And I mean, I had to confess that, I mean, I've always um, honored St. Joseph, but as far as this like devotion and consecration, it's not that it's been hard for me to get on board, but I've mm-hmm. been a little slow mm-hmm. to Same. to that party, I guess. And um, But when I hear you say that, that God has given us this gift in these declarations that we need St. Joseph. I just pray that today's podcast will help um, do that, uh, ignite our souls with a love of St. Joseph and his importance in um, the church and what he can do for us right now. Right. And I think that right now, especially, we're realizing the role of St. Joseph within our families' lives um, and how he can help us to, or I mean, just looking at the Holy Family and how the Holy Family is a model for holiness uh, for our our own families. But I, I know for a lot of us, you know, we can look to the writings of other saints and the words of other saints. We can even see the few words that are in scripture from our Blessed Mother. They're very powerful. But in, in, as far as St. Joseph, it's like, well, how do I get to know him? How do I get to understand who he was or, or the significance of his role? And even just asking the question, you know, was St. Joseph old? Was he young? Things like that. So can we start there? Like, was Saint The Joseph, old and young question? Yeah. Was he old or was he a, a okay. young guy? Well, I have, to apologize, <clears throat> I have to apologize in advance to the listeners because of how, how uh, adamant I am about this passion. <laughs> um, brace yourselves. Yes, yeah, brace yourselves, basically. Uh, yeah, I... I understand the motives for the depictions of him as an old man, mm-hmm. but it's I don't think it's fair even to Joseph because um, the reason that I've heard for the depiction 
was to uh, contribute, like to safeguard the the dogma of the of the of the doctrine of the of the perpetual virginity mm-hmm. of Mary. That makes sense. Um, like, well, you know, Saint Joseph is old. Well, first of all, as someone who hears confessions, and I can't give any details, obviously, but I can tell you that the age has nothing to do with it, mm. right? Mm. Um, <clears throat> and the other thing is, is that I think that it's. It's not just because it implies that men cannot control themselves, good and therefore point. we have to depict him as old. That's such a good because point. otherwise, yeah. you know, he couldn't have protected the virginity of Mary, which is Mary, which is just it's. I would almost say it's 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 sacrilegious. Almost, it's like no, he's a saint, uh, and he was he he cooperated with God's grace, and he mm-hmm. had the self control as a man of God, a righteous man, which is about the only description we've got of him in Scripture, right? That he would have, um, that we would, he would have respected that, and mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it really is a, a fault of our modern times and the fact that we're so unfamiliar with what real chastity looks like mm-hmm. that we just mm-hmm. assume that there's no self-control. That's that's such a good. All right, I'm sold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's such well, that a great easy. answer. Okay, and it's it's interesting because the first time that I ever saw a very masculine depiction of Saint Joseph is in the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Wichita, Kansas. There's this incredible life size statue of Saint one? Joseph of Saint Joseph right. with the Blessed Mother, and he is ripped. Like, <laughs> and it makes sense because he's a he's a carpenter, but he looks like he he's not somebody that you want to mess with. He looks like a protector. And it was the first time that I had ever seen him in that very masculine role. And the more you think about it, yes, he's a model for husbands. He's a model of fatherhood. So, yeah, he's not going to be like just this wimpy guy holding a daisy or lily, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But and and maybe we can talk about why does he depicted with that usually. But um, but the masculinity of St. Joseph is significant. Um, And you've written a handbook on St. Joseph. Can you tell us a little bit about that and um, how you outlined St. Joseph as a model? Well, sure. Yeah. So uh, the, it's, it's, it's not, uh, it's not uh, anything phenomenal. And I unabashedly just took from a lot of, of sources, uh, which is what most good writers do. Um, but I, uh, I, I did it in two parts. The first part is just looking at the scriptures, because as you as you said, you know, like we don't have words of Saint Joseph, but his life has a lot of good examples to us. What is said is important. So I, I go through the scriptural passages uh, very briefly, very simply, pointing those things out. And then the second part breaks down uh, Saint Joseph as a model for men, specifically as husband, father, uh, worker, and saint. Nice. Can you can you maybe briefly touch on each of those? Okay. Um, well, obviously, uh, the husband is because he's the husband of Mary, of course, uh, and really the husband of Mary, right? So this is and he he fulfills that role very well, and and actually, and he does so even romantically. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the reason why he doesn't. Um, the way he plans on treating Mary until he receives the message from the angel, you know, in light of the law, in light of um, what he knew without having that divine revelation, he treated her as well as anyone would have expected. I mean, not just expected, but like he treated her as best as he could, mm. even with the fact that, you know, she was pregnant with a child that was not of him, right? Mm-hmm. So there's so that's it's. 
we have a we have a, too much of a a modernist a Valentine's Day look at love and romance, and we don't realize that you know Saint Joseph really did love Mary, mm-hmm. you know, as and all you know, and, and everything that he was willing to do or sacrifice for her. Uh, he's definitely a model model of fatherhood um, because he raised Jesus. He raised Jesus in his humanity, and I mean Jesus grew uh, grew as the scriptures tell us. And even if you look at your Christology, I mean, there is a growth that happens in the human nature of Christ. He, he grows and develops like the rest of us, and St. Joseph contributes to that. And just as a side note, in case we never get to it, because I have a feeling we're going to probably not get to a lot of things we want to get to today, um, the fatherhood of Jesus is one of, is I would say, the reason for his uh, patronage of the universal church. Because, and this applies to a number of things, especially with Our Lady, but in regarding St. Joseph, that anything that we can say about the humanity of Jesus or his human body, we could say, uh, can in some way be said about the church, which is his mystical body, right? Mm-hmm. So Mary is the mother of the church because she's the Mary, she's the mother of Jesus and his mystical body, all of his of Christ together, right? And so it's the same thing with uh, with Joseph. He is the uh, the earthly father, the protector, the guide of the the Jesus in his humanity and his human body, all you know, taking care of him and nurturing all that. And therefore, he then is also that for the mystical body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So his fatherhood is not just of the child Jesus, but of the mystical body of Christ as well. So that patronage makes sense in light of that. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I've never even thought of it in that way before. Yeah. You know, um, because I know in Scripture, it talks about how it's not good for man to be alone, so God made him a helper. Mm-hmm. And But but sometimes in, in the story of like Jesus and Mary, sometimes I tend to see St. Joseph, wrongly so, as like just the helper. And, and sort of, does that make sense? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. I mean, about... she was the Immaculate Conception and he was, and Jesus is God incarnate. I mean, if there was anything wrong in the house, as a priest jokes once, <laughs> it's Joseph's fault, right? Right. You know? yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it's completely understandable to look at it that way. So how would you, um, oh, sorry, we still have worker and saint. I'm getting ahead it's of okay, myself. Okay. I get so excited. It's all good. <laughs> I didn't want to put a damper on it, but okay, yeah. Uh, well, and worker, obviously, I mean, he's known as the the worker, the craftsman. Uh, there's arguments on the translation, mm-hmm. um, and I don't. I ultimately don't think it's a super important question whether he was a just a general craftsman or a carpenter only, but um, but obviously the fact that uh, there is a redeeming aspect to work, and and we need to reclaim a proper attitude towards work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because of sin, uh, sloth is a great uh, is the great trap, you know, uh, in the spiritual life. Um, but if you go back to Genesis, it's very clear that man was put in the garden to tend it. It's only thanks to Adam that the work became difficult and that the creation rebels mm-hmm. against us. But work itself is from the beginning part of the original plan. Uh, and so that's it's very important to reclaim the sanctity of that. I mean, our blessed Lord spent 30 years of his life under St. Joseph, and most of those would have been helping him mm. in his trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, again, the sanctity of work is also very important in that. Um, and, you know, he was known as the carpenter's son. Jesus was known mm-hmm. as the carpenter's son, and he didn't despise that. You know, that's, that, that was a very legitimate and noble thing to be known as. Um, and then, of course, as a saint, I mean, the only characteristic we have of St. Joseph described in Scripture is that he was a just man, a righteous man, right? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, 
without going into the etymology and all the the scriptural background on that, which I couldn't really do anyway. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the uh, the fact is, is that it's the summary of it would be to be in right relationship with God, mm-hmm. basically, right? Uh, to have a proper relationship with God, and so that's what Saint Joseph is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, uh, in one sense. Um, uh, you know, there's the, the big thing about uh, the way men and women communicate, um, or not in the case of men, or too much in the case of women sometimes, <laughs> right? But, you know, but there is still something to be said for the fact that, you know, the saint, Saint Joseph, um, is not recorded as saying anything. He was he was a doer. He was righteous without having to talk a lot, yeah. mm. you know? Mm. I could learn something from that. <laughs> I think there's also something to his obedience mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Like when you look at scripture and seeing how quickly he acted after exactly, right. God mm-hmm. gave him instructions, like the very next line is, and then Joseph did exactly what God mm-hmm. told him to do. So a model of, it's almost like there's a there's a humility there mm-hmm. in St. Joseph. So. Well, yeah. and, and obedience is merely humility in action. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it's absolutely. And I guess that's the righteousness of St. Joseph. He just did it. Didn't complain yeah. about it. Didn't like try to haggle with God or anything. Yeah. It's like you know, I got something to say. Yeah, right. and just did it. Yeah. Um, one of the things. Sorry, my brain is just sort of um, processing everything. But one of the things that I kind of want to spend a little bit more time on, not in any way to downplay um, how Saint Joseph provides a model for workers and like and saints. But I know a lot of our audience are parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do want to spend a little bit of time on um, him as a model for husbands and mm-hmm. as a model of fathers. Okay. Um, because we've said that the domestic church is under attack. Oh, yes. Um, and has mm-hmm. been for mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you can't reveal things you hear in confession, but I'm sure you have a good handle on some of the things that are just plaguing marriages and struggles of husbands and wives um, and fatherhood. And I know this is kind of a broad question, and maybe we can try to narrow that, but what are some things that, um, what are some things that St. Joseph can teach us about being a husband, about being a father? Um, if, you, if you had to pick just a few that you notice um, that occur frequently or, or that you've noticed as a priest and a spiritual father. Really, um, to answer that, we'd, we'd have to really do a good summary of everything that's wrong, right, uh, which we don't have time for. But which I think, I mean, any anyone who who actually cares probably has a good idea of of what's wrong with families. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't I mean, certainly I can talk about things I hear in confession. I just can't put the sin and the sinner together. Sure. Um, so, but it's the long list of things which we're familiar with. But I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing is, um, and I'm seeing this in, in my, in my ministry a lot in general is distraction. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, the, the reason that you know, looking at St. Joseph in this simple breakdown of husband, father, worker, and saint is important because I think the biggest obstacle to even well-meaning people is distraction, mm. right? Yeah. Everything takes up our time, mm. right? There are certainly, again, the question is a really complicated question, or the answer is complicated because of all the many facets, but if I had to boil it down to anything, it's distraction. 
families do not focus on what's most important. The husbands and wives don't have good relationships. Very often, you know, you don't have proper marriage preparation. I'm not in the Diocese of Tyler, of course, because <laughs> that's being handled, you know. Um, but seriously, the, the, the marriage preparation is not what it should be. Um, the parents don't have the relationship they should have, mm-hmm. uh, and that includes, and I'll say this because it, more people need to say this, uh, is the proper understanding of that one line in Scripture, which I call the elbowing line, and that is, wives, be submissive to your husbands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Ephesians 5, y'all. Yep. Ephesians 5. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, in the same sermon, I also tell ladies that if, if, you're, if the guy that you're dating is not like St. Joseph or not like Christ willing to lay his life down for you, get rid of him, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but the, it's the distraction, right? It's, it's all these school activities. It's uh, community activity. It's being involved in so many things instead of having a, the proper relation, a holy relationship with your wife, raising your children for sainthood mm. and not for scholarships and mm. college and making a lot of money in careers or being outstanding in sports, because that doesn't last for a long time except for very few you know, quarterbacks, right? <laughs> um, I mean, just focusing on these things that matter, throwing yourself into your work because it's good for your family and not because it's your career and not because mm-hmm. you're trying to um, advance yourself uh, or buy a lot of things to, to, to have a comfortable life. But work for the sake of what work is for, and that is to provide for your family. Work is not for the sake of work itself. Work yeah. is for the sake of, the, of, of, of providing for needs so that all the other importance, God, spouse, and children, and friends, let's not forget friends because we need those, um, that those that there's time for that. The work is not the end in itself, right? Mm-hmm. So do the work and then move on with life, mm-hmm. right? Do yeah. put your heart into it like Saint Joseph, but move on with it. And then the sainthood, the the right relationship with God, which of course, a proper relationship with your wife is going to be bringing you closer to heaven. the The main thing you can do for your children is to get them ready for heaven. I mean, it's all directed towards that. Sanctity is not a box by itself. Sanctity mm. uh, affects everything else. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. To, to get rid of distractions, stop wasting time watching sports. I'm sorry. A little bit of recreation is good. Stop wasting your time. Get off of the video games. Not because video games are bad. Play a few minutes a day. That's fine. And no, don't scowl at it, right? Yeah. A little bit of recreation like that's good. But like get rid of all these things that are time consuming mm. Uh, and put yourself into the proper relationships, God, spouse, children, friends, community, church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know that when men take that role seriously, that affects the family life much more than Absolutely. if just us as moms were to take on that serious well, role. And it's, and it's, the, way, it's the way that, um, I mean, God designed it. Again, this whole, you know, the, the elbowing that goes on with the wives be submissive to your husband. I'm sorry, ladies. It's the way it was designed. You just have to make sure you pick right. <laughs> yeah. Right? Pick the man yeah. that you're willing to, to do that to. Because yeah. if you don't, it's, you know, the statistic I always hear or the, 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 the fact I always hear, I don't know if it's quoted numbers, but like even um, in, a family, or in a family where the father is not engaged in the faith, bo- all the children, although especially the the, the the boys, mm-hmm. the men, the young men are going to not practice, are going to fail to fact practice the faith, or continue mm-hmm. to fail to continue practicing the faith. Yeah. The role of men is absolutely key because that's the way God designed it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, there's a lot to sit with. <laughs> man, I know. I feel like we need a part two of all of this. There's so many, so many directions that I want to go. Um, but I know, Deanna, that you did um, ask some of yeah. our listeners some if they had questions or things that they would want to hear about St. Joseph. So I know we're getting a little low on time, but yeah, the, thank you to all the the folks who commented on Facebook. And I know we've we've covered several um, of the the questions that were asked, but I know one. Um, one question was, you know, why do we see so little of St. Joseph in scripture? Is it a way to like understand humility better? Um, and then how can we greater see and understand Jesus to share in humanity through St. Joseph? Yeah, let's do that one at a time. <laughs> okay. So what okay. the first one was not seeing as much in scripture. Right? Yeah. When I think it goes back to what I just said about distraction, mm-hmm. right? We are given a distilled picture of one of our greatest saints, right? And we're seeing only those four things. There's not miracles. There's not where it's just the bare bones. He's a good husband. Mm-hmm. He's a good father. He's a good worker. And he's a saint. And it just, you know, that's it. There's no, there's none of this, these other, these other things, these, and I would almost call them frivolous in the sense that I mean that, that, that people get caught up in tracking miracles and learning, mm. you know, and there's, there's, God wouldn't permit miracles if they weren't needed for whatever purpose, but the people get caught up in following the supernatural, looking for signs and miracles and, mm. mm-hmm. you know, all these divine illuminations yeah. when sanctity really is doing your duty yeah mm-hmm. and so there's no reason to have more than there is yeah all right and then the second one make sure i get this right sorry i pulled up facebook so that i could see but i'm super distracted now <laughs> all right how ding, does ding, ding. <laughs> how does saint joseph help us to understand jesus's share in humanity how does I, how does saint joseph help us greater see and understand jesus's share in our humanity yeah honestly i don't un- I don't quite understand the question, um, except insofar as that, um, you know, Jesus shared in our human condition completely except in sin, as, you know, we hear Mm -hmm. in Hebrews, et cetera. So, um, and I think that uh, the biggest area of that is in the area of work. Yeah. I love it. So, Last one that I think is really uh, important to highlight, and it wasn't really a question, but just highlighting the fact that stepdads are important. Yes. And maybe how does uh-huh. how can St. Joseph speak to that? So, and I, I'm going to tie this in with Our Lady as well. Um, when I when I do when I do quinceañeras, for example, and I and I preach at them, I always uh, well when I do the preparation and when I preach, I, I point to Our Lady as the example, and. Um, I always talk about St. Joseph also and the, the relationship between masculinity and femininity. Mm. But one of the things I talk about is parenthood. Uh, and obviously this applies far more to St. Joseph because um, he did not have anything to do with the conception of Jesus, right? But the that, that Mary as a virgin is still mother, right? Mm. And St. Joseph also as a virgin is still father because parenthood is not... Uh, merely biological. Um, obviously, Mary is the mother of God because she mothers the humanity of Jesus. But but parenting is far more than um, than biological, and we see that in things we've already referred to, alluded to, and that is the fact that um, 
you, your parenting doesn't stop after you've given birth. I mean, anyone who's got to change diapers and, you know, knows this, right? You know, but, you know, it's not, it's, it obviously, obviously, it should be obvious, doesn't end with just that. And it doesn't end with just the physical, the, mm. the example that's passed on. And this is the way God created it, that, that the faith is passed on interpersonally. Mm. And that the first example of that, and this theoretically, if things were ideal, would the strongest example of that would be in the family. And so yeah. the, the, the stepdad um, is, is stepping in and, and he is doing, he is fulfilling the role of father, just as I'm a father. I mean, I am perfectly, that title is perfectly appropriate to a Catholic priest, mm-hmm. if he's being a priest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that so. makes sense. I guess the last question that I would have is, you know, thinking about devotion to St. Joseph, and I know that there's the Father Calloway Consecration to St. Joseph book. That thing is massive. We, we've we ordered it. We haven't actually started the, the consecration. We were hoping to do it uh, and just kind of missed the boat, but you know that still works, hold, yes. holding yeah. out hope that we'll do that this year. But for anyone who's just like, okay, well, I want to increase devotion to St. Joseph. I really want to incorporate him into our family's life. What are some practical prayers or just things families can do to highlight that devotion? Honestly, because going back to the historical question that we started with, mm. uh, there has not been a development. Mm. Um, and so I, I, I unabashedly can tell you, I really don't know except for some basic things. Mm. And that is um, the prayers that we do have from St. Joseph. I mean, the litany to St. Joseph is one of the, the five that is approved for public use yes. and should be prayed regularly. Um, there are a number of other prayers you can find. There's one that we'll end with, um, I think it's Pope, I'm pretty sure it's Pope Leo Thirteenth again, right? Which is a really good prayer. I want to get that on a holy card for this year as well. That's really important. But I don't, I don't think, uh, I think that the simplicity currently of the, of the devotion to St. Joseph is actually very appropriate with the simplicity of St. Joseph himself, mm. right? That he doesn't require a lot. He's not looking for attention, so to speak. Yeah. I'm not saying Our Lady is, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, right. but it's just like yeah. it doesn't need to be complicated. There's some good little prayers you can find. I've got a couple, you know, in the in the, that I just culled from different sources. Yeah. You, internet, you can find anything on the internet, right? Good and bad. Um, <laughs> you can find prayers to Saint Joseph. There are a couple of good ones. A uh, little, you know, like I think Tan puts out a little book of prayers to Saint Joseph. And I just, I don't think it should be anything complicated. I think it should be regularly incorporate the prayers. Uh, Wednesdays are dedicated to St. Joseph, so it'd be a good day to make sure in your personal prayers to say a prayer to St. Joseph, especially the Litany of St. Joseph, right? Um, the, uh, month of, the month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph. So again, something, maybe a daily prayer. And, uh, and the prayer that we're going to end with um, is actually was written uh, by Pope Leo, and it's meant to be prayed during the month of October because mm. it ties in with it's meant to be prayed at the end of the rosary. Oh, wow. Mm. So it could always be prayed at the end of the rosary. Yeah, so. got it. Love it. Wonderful. Yeah, and I would even recommend um, for anyone who doesn't even have like a statue or something or an image of Oh, Saint certainly, Joseph yes. yes. Have, not just for your backyard, y'all. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure where yeah. House. <laughs> My mother-in-law gave my husband, um, I mean, it's a little statue, but it's such a great statue of St. Joseph. And that was just, I think this past year or two years ago that we got it. So it's so nice to have St. Joseph mm-hmm. on our prayer table. So even if it's just like a card or something, just to remind you 
to every time you pass it, like St. Joseph, pray for us. There yes. you go. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Father Bolin. We are so blessed to have you. And we're going to try to put some resources in the show notes, some from Father Bolin. Um, maybe we'll throw some extra um, websites and, and resources that people can can check out. Um, we encourage you to visit the St. Philip Institute website. Um, please pray for us. Um, if you feel called to support us in other ways, uh, feel free to do that. But Father, will you close us with prayer? Be glad to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. To thee, O blessed Joseph, we have recourse in our affliction, and having implored the help of thy thrice holy spouse, we now, with hearts filled with confidence, earnestly beg thee also to take us under thy protection. By that charity wherewith thou were united to the Immaculate Virgin, Mother of God, and by that fatherly love with which thou didst cherish the child Jesus, we beseech thee and we humbly pray that thou wilt look down with gracious eyes upon the inheritance which Jesus Christ purchased by his blood and wilt help us in our need by thy power and strength. Defend us, O most watchful guardian of the Holy Family, the chosen offspring of Jesus Christ. Keep from us, O most loving Father, all blight of error and corruption. Aid us from on high, most valiant defender, in this conflict with the powers of darkness. And even as of old, thou didst rescue the child Jesus from the peril of his life. So now defend God's holy church from the snares of the enemy and from all adversity. Shield us ever under thy patronage, that imitating thy example and strengthened by thy help, we may live a holy life, die a happy death, and attain everlasting bliss in heaven. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, ladies.